worship in the waiting. Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. John chapter 19, verse 38 through 42. Not much is said in Scripture regarding the day after Jesus' death, the day before his resurrection. Matthew is the only one of the four Gospels that tells us something about this day. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 through 66. There are many theological speculations concerning what Jesus did on this day, mainly because Scripture does not tell us. Now, you may be asking, what do you mean, what Jesus did on this day? Wasn't he dead? Well, yes and no. If you are a Christian, you must become accustomed to paradox. Throughout Scripture, we are told not to fear and to fear the Lord. We are told to be bold and to be humble. And then there's Jesus, another paradox. Jesus was 100% man and 100% divine. So the 100% God-man was dead, but the 100% God divine was very much still alive. And I do not believe that Jesus, the divine, just sat in the tomb, twiddling his thumbs, waiting for Sunday. Here is what we do know about this day. Jesus, the man, is dead, and his body lay in the grave. His disciples are hiding behind locked doors and closed windows in fear for their lives. This day is the Sabbath, a day of worship, and not just any Sabbath, but the Sabbath of Passover, a special Sabbath. The disciples should be worshiping in the temple, rejoicing in the deliverance of the people of God, and yet the disciples are hiding away, full of fear and grief, instead of participating in celebratory worship. The women, identified as Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome in Mark chapter 16, verse 1, but most likely others as well, are waiting for Sunday so they can take spices and ointments to prepare Jesus' body. 
John tells us that Nicodemus brought to the tomb with Jesus' body a mixture of myrrh and aloes, as well as linen cloths and spices, as was the Jewish burial custom. So why does Mark tell us that the women went to the tomb on Sunday morning with spices to anoint Jesus? Did the women not know that Nicodemus already prepared Jesus' body? Did they feel more was required? Or did they simply want to participate in the custom as well? Scripture does not tell us. Per the Matthew passage above, guards are placed at the tomb to deter Jesus' disciples from stealing his body and claiming he rose from the dead. One temptation on this day is to jump right to Easter and the resurrection, to celebrate our risen Savior But this day before Easter Sunday is critically important to our spiritual growth. It is a day of waiting. As Christians, we need to better learn how to wait. Although it may seem like God is silent, he is actively at work behind the scenes. Don't you think Jesus could have raised from the dead on Saturday? Or within a couple hours after his crucifixion? Yes, of course he could have. But he waited, and he made his disciples wait, and sometimes he makes us wait. Oftentimes, the waiting period is a time to see if we truly trust in God and his sovereignty. This day is also a day of grieving. Early Christians, and some still today, call this day the Paschal Vigil. It is a day to mourn the loss of a loved one and to keep vigil at their graveside. We must allow ourselves to grieve the death of Jesus, but to do so with hope and anticipation of what is to come. Do not pass this day by. Jesus has been crucified. His body lay in a tomb. The lamb has been slain. Hope seems to be lost. But we remember something Jesus said about raising from the dead in three days. And so we wait. Let us pray this prayer based on Psalm 62, verses 5 through 12. Father, our salvation and honor come from you alone, for you are our refuge and our rock. We wait quietly before you, God, for our hope is in you, our rock and our salvation. Lord, we are your people. Help us to trust you at all times. We desire to pour out our hearts to you, for you are our refuge. We wait quietly before you, God, for our hope is in you, our rock and our salvation. From the greatest to the lowliest, all are nothing in your sight. If you weigh them on the scales, they are lighter than a puff of air. We wait quietly before you, God, for our hope is in you, our rock and our salvation. God, you have spoken plainly. We have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. We wait quietly before you, God, for our hope is in you, our rock and our salvation. In the cross of Christ, I glory. In the cross of Christ, I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time, All the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime. When the woes of life o'ertake me, hopes deceive and fears annoy, 
Never shall the cross forsake me. Lo, it glows with peace and joy. When the sun of bliss is beaming, light and love upon my way, from the cross the radiance streaming adds more luster to the day. Bane and blessing, pain and pleasure, by the cross are sanctified. Peace is there that knows no measure, joys that through all time abide. In the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time, all the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime. John Bowring, 1825